0: to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Robert Klinkenbeard, and he founded, grew, and sold his $20 million business in in about 15 years. Robert has published two books, including The Ironman Mindset for Entrepreneurs, that has helped him to become a sought after speaker at global events. He's a disciplined athlete who's competed in four Ironman triathlons and has played semi-professional rugby, which has allowed him to use his experience now to help him to help high-performing business owners and athletes to get to that elite level. Welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you very much, Dennis. Good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Congrats on the book. I mean, You released it a couple of years ago, but it's still doing well. Yeah, I'm so
1: out there. I just came up with a refresh um, with some different colors and just some updated material. But uh, yeah, pretty proud of my book.
0: So the Ironman mindset for entrepreneurs. Well, you're an Iron Man, so I can see the, I can see <laughs> the connection. But writing a book is a painful project. What was it about that experience that compelled you to spend probably what turned out to be 6 to 12 to 18 months torturing yourself writing a book?
1: Yeah, actually, it was you know it's a little bit of a shorter book, an easy read, but uh, it probably took me two or three months to do. So I think wow. it was a a coach that was nearby me, and he was the one who just twisted my arm. And you know, I was I was inspired by my by my, my dad, my father, who has now written four or five books. So I just wanted to make him proud, and I felt as well I had a good message to uh, to spread to the world.
0: All right, great. So how did you, before we dive into the business, obviously you you grew a very successful business. What was that business? Could you tell us a little bit about that business just to give a little bit of color to it?
1: Yeah, it was a commercial landscape company based out of Phoenix, Arizona, four branches there up in Vegas as well. So we were probably one of the biggest uh, landscape companies in the Southwest. And so you grew that business to about $20 million and sold it? Sold it back in 2016. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was time to move on, going to bigger
0: and better things. Very good. So what do you do now? What Tell me a little bit about your business now, because it sounds to me like you're still in the business world.
1: Yeah, I, I love being in business. I love being around entrepreneurs, of my tribe. So I now do business coaching for various different business owners around the US and Canada. And I'll go and I use my certified scaling up coach. So I'll go into businesses and just help to try and figure out what some of the the challenges they're facing to prevent them to get to the different level. So I'll come in, give that different perspective, give my business experience and yeah, hopefully they'll unlock that uh, growth potential.
0: So it's mainly coaching, consulting then? Correct. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So let's pivot into the Ironman really quick before we, just to tease everybody a little bit, right? What Robert's going to help us understand here is kind of what we framed as the Ironman growth formula, right? It goes kind of hand in hand with the book, very much hand in hand with his experience and how he is able to guide, coach, and consult with other businesses to help them grow, right? So pay close attention. But before we get into that, how did you get into the Ironman competitions? What was it? <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty, it sounds grueling. I've watched some of them. Describe the Ironman. What is it? It's it's a like a combination of running, swimming, and biking. Is it not?
1: Yeah, so you start off with a, a brutal two point four mile swim, and then you move into the one hundred twelve mile bike ride, and then you finish off with a marathon. And the goal is to try and compete it in under sixteen hours. But what, what's interesting about my story is that you know I, I grew up playing soccer, playing rugby, you know, out the fields, getting beat up. And literally, when I first started my triathlon journey, I mean, I could literally swim one length of the pool breaststroke. So to go from that to doing that 2.4 mile swim was, you know, a little bit of achievement.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's probably about what my stats would be at this point right now. I mean, I might be able to get a lap or two in the pool. Beyond that, I'm sinking like a rock.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Especially being a big rugby guy. I mean, you can't really see me, but, you know, I'm 210 pounds, big legs. So, yeah, it was definitely a challenge
0: for me, but, uh, you know, I, I got through it. Awesome. And so you did that four times? Four times. Okay, great. And so the book is a combination of your experience there and your experience in entrepreneurship. And so why don't we do this? I think the audience is is going to be really interested and is going to be able to have some really great takeaways from this whole concept of this Ironman growth formula. So why don't you guide this, break it down for us? I know you put it into a few kind of buckets or frameworks so that people could follow along. Share that with us and let's see how far we can get.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, starting off with, you know, I I had no concept of even thinking about doing an Ironman, but once I set my sights on it, then I started to build out a plan to help me achieve that um, goal. You know, it's the same in business that a lot of people don't necessarily think about, you know, what their exit or where the company is going. They'll think maybe the next six months out or 12 months out, but... You know, I, I now go into businesses and help them figure out what's that northern star look like? What where, where do they want to be in five, ten, fifteen years? You know, it's a little bit of a process. I've got a real good framework to help get to that point. But yeah, figure out where we're going in the future.
0: And then once you establish- So before but before but before we go back with before we go past that, you know, I think that you know it's it's definitely worth taking a second here on that because I agree with you hundred percent. I think what happens with people that are focused on whether they be a new entrepreneur or whether they be in an existing business their growth has a tendency to be only what they can see 6 inches in front of their face right and it's kind of narrow right and so i think having that long that longer vision and that longer plan and that longer like you said exit i mean if your plan is to exit the business like you did you have to be intentional about that you Absolutely. can't just you can't just wake up one day and say oh i think i'm going to sell my business because it doesn't work that way because it's probably going to take you two damn years just to prepare the thing to sell right, right. or yep. or more or more, or more. Right? so yeah so i love that thought process and this may seem rudimentary to some people it may seem like you know a common sense thing but as they say common sense is sometimes not so common right so starting there i think is a great point of kind of that north star what's the exit plan what's it look like 5 years from now if you take the time to do that I think it will pay you back in spades later. And not that things can't adjust, but I do think that that's a great place to start.
1: No, I I agree 100%. And I think you're right. A lot of people do have organic growth based on just maybe some more customers coming to them every single year and they might get 5 10% growth. But if you're real intentional about where you're going and then build the framework on how to get there, build out a plan, whether it be more people, whether it be going into different markets, I think you could be you know, come up with a plan that was well beyond your dreams. So yeah. 100% Yeah, be a agree. little
0: bit more specific, detailed, and strategic about it. All right, great. So we have that North Star in sight. Now what?
1: Now, you know, that that could become almost overwhelming for some people. So say, for example, you want to get to, you know, 100 million in, say, 10 years, then that could almost debilitate people. So I then say, well, let's let's break it down into more manageable chunks. What, what does that, your company look like in five years? And let's put some metrics around it. Is it a revenue number? Is it going into a different market? Is it number of people? Is it the products you're selling? So break that down to five years. Do the same exercise with three years, and then work your back to something really manageable. Is what does it look like in one year? So one year, what do you want to be? Is it 20 30% growth? And then once you establish that number, then what do you need to get to that point Is it more salespeople? Is it building some sales training? Do you need some type of an upgraded software platform? But what are the real building blocks, the rocks to help you to get to that one-year goal? And lay that out on a like a one-page plan or people use traction with the VTO, but detail it out so everybody in the company can see that roadmap and where you're going. So get everything transparent, get it documented around the office. And then once once you establish that one year plan, then start to then break it down into even smaller bite-sized chunks, which is every quarter. So what does every quarter look like? So you know, we're coming up to Q4. It's a big push to try and hit our targets for the end of the year. So what are some of the big rocks or projects that we need to focus on during Q4 to hit our goals for the year?
0: Yeah, what I love about that is that it's working it backwards, and that's not a it's not a new you know, thought process or a new idea. But I think it's exactly how I've ever grown any business I've ever grown, right? It's so funny when I had my logistics company, we would, you know, set the most common, obviously, was the annual goal and quarterly goal and then monthly goal. But we went even further. We had daily goals and we had daily revenue goals. So it was a situation where we worked back each one of those, and those were measured and monitored on a daily basis, not just on a, you know, not just on an annual or quarterly basis. So I think it goes back to those things, like you said, you know, if you focus on those measuring the measurement, the things you measure matter, right? And yeah. those have a tendency to to be the things that get better and increase. So I love that backwards approach. It's always been the approach that I've always taken to growing any business and almost achieving any goal. If you want to lose twenty pounds. You know that seems horrible today, right? Yeah. <laughs> but when you break it down to a pound a week for yeah, twenty weeks, it's a lot more manageable. Yeah, and, more and, manageable. And, and and people have it. You get the you have those small wins, and you have a tendency to stick with it longer. And it's it, I think it's how I've achieved any goal, and I'm sure that's how you approached your Ironman, starting from one lap.
1: <laughs> no, totally. One lap to watching what you eat to you know having a, a a training plan in front of you. So the more you break it down, the more small wins you can, you know, you can celebrate every single day. I love how the fact that you've broken it down on a daily basis. I mean, yeah, that's the ideal scenario, get down to that daily basis.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. So we got, we got step one, step two. Now what?
1: Step three is surround the people. So you need good people around you to execute in a plan. A lot of people will come up with these great strategies. Where's the company going, but they don't necessarily have the right people around them to execute in those plans so, you know, with my Ironman race, goes back to my swimming, you know, there's no way I could have done that without a, a swim coach. But not only did I have a swim coach, I had a running coach, I had a bike coach. You know, it's the same with the business. What are some of the your weaknesses in your business that you need to help with? So that could be, you know, a, a finance expert. It could be a sales training coach. could be just a regular business coach. But then making sure that you have the right people on the team. To execute on their plan, a lot of people, the owners, will have this great plan in their heads, and then not for some reason not share it with their team, and then they wonder why their team's failing. Whereas, if you have that plan, that roadmap out transparent on the walls, and then you you know you share that vision with your team and get buy-in from them, they're going to help execute on that plan, especially if there's the right incentives around it. So make sure you have the right leadership team or middle management team to help execute in the plan. And then it goes back to that constant monitoring, how,
0: how are the team doing? Hey, before they... we go forward, I'd sorry yeah, to yeah. interrupt you again, but you you know that this is too good of an opportunity and it's too important what you just said to skim over it. And that is, I think most entrepreneurs, especially early in their business, have a tendency to not build what we you called a leadership team they have a lot of doers they have a lot of people that have task lists every day and they're they're basically the leader the ceo or the president or the owner is just delegating a bunch of tasks but they're really not leaders driving the business they're just driving activity incremental activity and i was very much fell into that category early in my career and i realized that you know i was the bottleneck for everything And if I didn't build a real leadership team, if I didn't really get the right people, I thought I had the right people, but it turned out that I just had a bunch of people, right? And they were all followers and no leaders. And so, you know, and again, I just don't wanna, I don't wanna step over that opportunity to say that because I think that it may seem, it's nuanced the difference between having a leadership team and having a team, right? You got to have both. You got to have people to do, but you got to have people to lead and drive, especially if you want to grow. Because this is about growth, right? This isn't about just starting a business where you can make a few bucks, right? This is about real growth, right? Do you want to see significant growth? Yes. Then that's why you have to have those key people. And so, yeah, I know. I mean, any thoughts on that or from your experience? Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, luckily enough, I was, you know, we brought in some good people early on and then I moved into more of a internal coach within my business. I mean, like you, I had, I had the same challenges. I almost got, I think it was saying it around my ego. I like to be that go-to person that people come into my office and I'd love to solve all their, their challenges. But then I thought, well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing a disservice to me and my business. So I changed it from, I, I wanted to empower them. So when they did come into my office, I would turn around and say, well, how would you solve that? How would you fix that? And let them actually think about it and slowly you know there was less traffic to my office they were out there and uh, becoming leaders so yeah i would make sure that on a on a regular basis i would have one on one coaching sessions with my you know leadership team or the people with on my bench wanted to become on the leadership team
0: and that was a, a huge game changer in my business Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's painful to do it when you're going from that process from where you were, where I described I was into letting people kind of figure it out on their own and actually grow. But it's the only way you'll ever you know, turn it from where you're the bottleneck into a real growth engine that has the potential to grow, even if you're not there, right? Because that's ultimately the goal, right? We don't want to all be tied to it. Because at that point, it's just a high paid job, right? Yeah, sure. It's, It's miserable. So... Okay, great. So we talked about three. We talked about the key people, whether that be leadership or execute and execution. What's next? Next is uh, what's some of
1: the framework in which you can allow them to operate successfully? So, you know, you've given them the roadmap where they're going, you've got the right people in place, you've broken it down into surprise-sized chunks now. What are some of the things that you can measure them on on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? So look at what are some of the KPIs, especially some of the leading KPIs. Or the critical numbers showing them success, and if they're constantly monitoring those numbers, then they know if they're either doing a good job or doing a bad job, and they need to adapt. But you know, so we would, I would have dashboards. We would have the dashboards up in the the weekly uh, management meetings. People would be comparing each them against each other. There was a you know fair competition between them all. And I really held people accountable, but in some sense, I almost they held themselves accountable because they the last thing they wanted to do is see some red numbers against their name. So, you know, what would some of those numbers look like? They had you know labor percentage numbers, sales, I had proposals in the pipeline, retention numbers. So what what were the four or five key drivers to not only the business, but I then broke it down into either a branch. An office, a division, so everybody had a clear picture of how they were performing. So when when it came down to, I did quarterly reviews. I didn't necessarily have to tell them how good or bad they were doing. They already knew. So
0: yeah, it was because, an easier conversation. Yeah, exactly. Because you would set the expectations, and then you had given them an opportunity with regular feedback based upon what the real numbers are, right? What the what the measurements were, what the outcomes based on their activity and the team's activity and the overall machine. So yeah, I think giving that, I mean, I think one of the most important things you said there was giving them a tool where they can see how they're performing on a regular basis. Cause in a lot of cases, especially small businesses, you know, the leadership team doesn't even know how they're performing because the numbers are always held so tightly to their yeah, vest, right? right? They're afraid to sell share the sales numbers <laughs> because everybody's going to come in and ask for a raise. Or yeah. they're afraid to sell, you know, uh, share the sales number when they're bad. Now everybody's going to be out looking for a job, and and so everybody, the owners of businesses, in my experience, have a tendency to be very covetous when it comes to that sort of data, and they're scared to share it. But once they start sharing it, I mean, number one, it builds an enormous amount of trust and credibility with the team. But number two, it allows people to act on that in real time, as opposed to just you know trying to go with their gut on what's really happening. So no, I love that. Yep. And you is, created dashboards using like software or? Yeah, we, we, created,
1: or yeah we created dashboards. Uh, we used different ERP systems and, you know, it was just all there in front of everybody. We had a, like a rotating board in all of our different offices. So it was really easy for people to see how they were performing. But it, what, what happened is it it comes back to a point you made earlier about in that intentional growth because all those numbers were tied into where we wanted to end up being in a year or three years. So we weren't hiding everything. We were just, hey, here's the targets. Here's the tools you need to be successful. Come back to us if you need more tools and just run it. Run it. The phrase we kept telling people, run it like your own business without all the other BS and all the other liabilities with actually owning a business. Here's your own little business and just go
0: be successful. Love it. Okay, great. So that was the four-part framework. Number one, find your north star. Number two, break it down into bite-sized chunks—five year, three year, one year, quarterly, thus so on and so forth. And then number three was find the key people and leaders and build a team. And then number four was define the different metrics and KPIs that you're going to use to, you know. To base your decisions on, and see where you're measuring up based on your goals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Anything else you want to add to that? I mean, I know you know you've got this entire book, right? Which I would recommend everybody check out: Iron Man Mindset for Entrepreneurs. I'm sure you can probably pick that, search it online, and or go on Amazon or wherever you want to get it. But where, what else would you add? And then I got a couple of rapid fire questions, and then we'll wrap it up for today.
1: I think the only thing I would add is you know I you know had this twenty million dollar company, 350 employees. And here I am taking off 20 plus hours a week to do my Ironman training. So I could only do that by having everything in place. You know, I was still there every day. I was still there from, you know, 8.30 till 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But it's because I had the people in place that I could trust. I could check online anytime and how the dashboards and how the numbers were doing. And I just had complete trust in the team that I built out and were coaching could deliver on my plan. But it took a lot of hard work to get to that point. But that's what I, it allowed me to do my training, look after my wife, my five kids as well.
0: So you know, I was I was, I was busy because I had to be organized. Love it. Okay, great. Couple of rapid fire questions. And we're going to wrap it up. What's your favorite growth tool, software, app, SaaS product, some tool that you're using that helps you grow your business, or that you're using to help your clients grow theirs? I would say two things: is Trello for my
1: project management. And then Align is a great tool that, again, you plug in your numbers. It, it basically does all the things that I mentioned in terms of breaking things down and create
0: tasks. So those are two tools. Okay. Besides your book, Iron, The Iron Man mindset, mindset for Entrepreneurs, what would be one book that you would recommend to the audience, something that maybe helps you on your journey or you think might help them on theirs?
1: Uh, scaling Up, Burn Harness. Yeah, great book. Great book. Again, it, just, it almost looks like a word, uh, workbook. Don't read it from front to back. Just pick the topic or the chapter that you're challenged with
0: right now and dive in deep. Love it. Well, listen, Robert, let everybody know how they can learn more about you, connect with you online, get a copy of your book, and then uh, we'll wrap it up for today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So people can go into my website, the Radix A bunch of tools in there. I'll be happy to send them a copy of my book. Just contact me through to the website or LinkedIn, Robert Klinkenbeard at LinkedIn. And again, super active on different social media platforms. So yeah, happy to. Could you spell the
0: website out just for everybody? Just just the URL? Because I think it's a little interesting spelling.
1: Yeah. uh, T-H-E-R-A-D-I-X-G-R-O-U-P-L-L-C.com.
0: Yeah. Radix, R-A-D-I-X, right? So yeah. yeah. I'll make sure I put those links in the show notes, links to your bio and and everything in the show notes. And um, listen, make sure you guys check this out. Get a copy of the book. Thank you so much for being here, Robert. And I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Yeah, thank you, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.